Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Thomas Patterson has great penmanship. Look at this, TC. He inscribed his book. That's beautiful. beautiful handwriting. I'm used to yours. That has to be like the product of a Catholic uh, grade school education, don't you think? Uh, people whose books I've written and signed, it's just embarrassing. It's not embarrassing. It's horrible. It's, it's definitely different. <laughs> Big, it's, it's not like what you get from Tom Patterson. Big block letters you get from me. So here's the book title. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Is the Republican Party Destroying Itself? and why it needs to reclaim its conservative ideals. Tom Patterson is the Bradley Professor of Government and the Press at Harvard's Kennedy School of Government. Hey, Tom, welcome back, and thank you so much for being here. Oh, hi, Michael. So I guess my first question is, is the Republican Party really destroying itself if the Republican Party controls the White House, the U.S. Senate, most of the state legislatures and most of the gubernatorial mansions. Like, where's the problem? Well, I'm looking down the road in the book, and, uh, you know, the Republican Party is sitting on a demographic uh, time bomb uh, that's nearly nuclear uh, in its potency. Uh, Let me give you one example of that. Uh, Since 2004, uh, young voters have voted uh, 
overwhelmingly Democratic. So we've had four presidential elections in a row where young people have voted about three to two Democratic. And if you look at the 2020 polls, uh, it appears like they're going to do it again. Um, you add those up, and it's nearly everyone under 40 years of age. Plus, uh, as they've aged, they've stayed loyal to the Democratic Party, uh, and they turn out more regularly. Now, in the last century, that's happened only one other time, where in a sequence of elections, one party has so totally dominated uh, voters who are coming into the electorate. Uh, that was in the 1930s, the 32, 36, and 40 elections, where they voted two to one Democratic, stayed Democratic, and it was that group that allowed the Democratic to dom- Democratic Party to dominate politics nearly until the end of the 1960s. Uh, and we're on the edge of that happening again. Uh, the Republican vote is much older. Uh, their heaviest vote comes from seniors, and uh, young voters increase in number, seniors decrease in numbers. Uh, so there's a demographic time trap out there for the Republican Party. That, that Fox constituency, the point is, is, is not going to be with us for for a long time well it is aging um and another part of the republican coalition is also diminishing and that's uh, white evangelicals uh, you know in the 1990s they were 25 percent of the of the adult population uh and uh, they've been very important their votes they vote about 80 percent republican uh they're now down to about 17 percent or so of the population they they've been shrinking steadily in number so the the most loyal of their demographic groups is uh is diminishing and then you look at uh minority groups uh they're increasing in number and their loyalty to the democratic party is increasing um now to me the most interesting group actually uh are asian americans we don't talk very much about asian americans when we uh Think about elections and voting, but um, you know if you look at the profile of Asian Americans, uh, they look like Republicans, right? Uh, in terms of kind of average family income, uh, Asian Americans have the highest uh, average family income in the country. Uh, they're twice as likely as other Americans to own a small business. Uh, you know, those are classically Republican type voters. Um, and in the 1992 election, this was the Bill Clinton, uh, George H.W. Uh, Bush election, they voted three, uh, two to one uh, Republican. Well, in the two most recent elections, they voted two to one Democratic. So how does a party uh, that should be able to do well with this group go from winning them two to one to losing them two to one? I mean, this is part of the Republican Party's demographic problem. But even even if the Republican Party were able to do well with Asians by comparison, uh, maybe I'm about to reveal my naivete. Aren't there far fewer Asians than there are, say, folks of color in this country? Well, the Asian Americans now uh, constitute about 6% uh, of the population. And then uh, Hispanics, who also vote very heavily Democratic, uh, you know, 17, 18%. Uh, African Americans, uh, about 12, 13%. Uh, you start adding them up and uh, you know, you're pushing up towards 40 percent, and uh, they're all very loyal to the Democratic Party. And those are the groups that are increasing in number, and the white population actually is diminishing. Um, um, so, you know, if you look at the future, uh, you know, somewhere in the 2040s, uh, we're going to have a minority-majority population in the United States. And, uh, you know, they're very much part of the American future. Uh, 
very much part of the future American electorate, and they're heavily Democratic. Okay, so if if I accept the premise, and I do, that the future looks bleak for the GOP unless things change, notwithstanding the control of the White House, the Senate, state legislatures, and gubernatorial mansions, the question then becomes, well, how did it get so off track? And as I was reading the book, it's interesting, I circled on page 23 a reference to the year 2010, and I circled on page 70 a reference to the year 2010. I see them being causally, not correlated in their relationship. Quote, the Congress elected in 2010 turned out to be the first in history with no ideological overlap between members of the opposing parties. I know this data well. There used to be a significant chunk right through the Reagan 80s of an, a number of individuals who you could be a, a liberal Republican or a conservative Democrat. Those days are over. Now in your book, I go to page 70 and it says, by 2010, the right wing media system had changed markedly. Limbaugh and Fox's success had bred a host of imitators and competitors. The cost of entry was low given the countless internet broadcasting, social media streaming and podcasting options that had become available. Do you see relationship between the two? Oh, I do. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think there was a split that was starting to grow a, a bit earlier between uh, the right-wing media and what I would call the establishment Republicans. Uh, and I think it came to a head with the bank bailout under George W. Bush. And, uh, you know, the right-wing media are much more populist, less marketplace, more focused on cultural issues than economic issues. Uh, you know, that's a schism within the uh, within the Republican Party. And the Tea Party, in some ways, combined the two. I mean, if you look at it on the face of it, it was about taxes, but it was also deeply about culture and the changing uh, nature of the United States. And uh, the Tea Party had very little room for moderates. Um, you know, if you recall in the 2010 uh, Republican primaries, the Tea Party uh, activists went after quite a number of Republican moderates and defeated about a third of those they challenged. And, uh, you know, over time, what's happened within the Republican Party at the leadership level uh, is that basically it's marginalized its moderates. Uh, there are fewer of them. They're less powerful. Uh, you know, you look at Susan Collins, who's sometimes held up as uh, as the model for the kind of the somewhat moderate Republican. Uh, well, she votes with her Republican colleagues over 90 percent of the time. She votes with uh, Donald Trump about 90 percent of the time. Uh, you said it. there is no middle left uh, in Congress. And for the most part, that's a result of the Republicans march to the right and the elimination of its moderates. There's still quite a large number of moderates in the Democratic Party, but uh, they're in the center. But they're pretty lonely. They don't have much Republican companionship. This is Tom Patterson. The book is titled, Is the Republican Party Destroying Itself and Why It Needs to Reclaim Its Conservative Ideals? This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a super light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. NYBG's brand new online education program, Plant Studio, offers bite-sized courses tailor-made for you. Guided by plant professionals, dig into botany, floral design, landscape design, and more. Online learning your way. Register at NYBG.org. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. This is Tom Patterson. The book is titled, Is the Republican Party Destroying Itself and Why It Needs to Reclaim Its Conservative Ideals? I think there's a tendency for many people when they hear Republican Party today, they think only of Donald Trump, uh, to whom I say this too shall pass, whether it passes in January or four years thereafter, but the forces that put him in office will still remain. So you can't think of the GOP as simply being the embodiment of the the current commander-in-chief. No, I think that's exactly right, Michael. I mean, one of the most interesting polls, I think, from the 2016 election was taken uh, of Republican primary voters. um, And 
they asked them uh, what they thought of establishment Republicans, and they said a majority of them said they were angry with the Republican establishment. They voted overwhelmingly for Trump. Uh, it's a reason I think that Trump has been so has so easily captured the Republican base. I know some people were amazed that uh, that, that suddenly Trump owned the base, uh, but in fact, uh, Trump represented the base uh, in a fundamental way, and uh, to some degree, they're on the same page. And um, you know, he may lose in 2020, but the base isn't going to go away, uh, and in part, it's anchored there by right wing media, which. Uh, place to the same values uh, that the base holds. So I think the Republican Party is pretty much stuck in place in the short term. Uh, and it's a pretty awful place, actually, to be in a two-party system. Uh, you know, the dynamic of a two-party system is uh, neither the Republican Party nor the Democratic Party uh, can win elections on its own. It needs those some of those moderate voters, those independent voters, those swing voters, more toward the middle. Uh, and uh, the Republican Party has pretty well distanced itself to the right, pretty far from that group, um, and anchored there by uh, its base, uh, by right-wing media, and then by uh, politicians like Donald Trump. So I think it's stuck in place, uh, whereas uh, if you step back and look at the Republican Party, it needs to kind of move back toward the center to be able to pick up uh, you know, some of the voters that uh, have turned away from it uh, in, in increasing numbers during the Trump years. I like the way that you described the Trump 2016 campaign as being a roadshow version of right-wing talk programs. Okay, so the question now, we've set the table beautifully. Together we've set this whole thing up, but here comes the kicker. I often address these same subjects here on radio, on television, in my public speaking, and people say, okay, so what is the solution? You've convinced me, now how do we fix it? What's your answer? Well, I I think we need a strong two-party system, and I I think there's a really... uh, strong element of that in the book. Uh, This is not a polemic in favor of the Democratic Party. It's more of an autopsy on what's happened to the Republican Party and uh, with some sense of of what kind of direction it it could take uh, to kind of fix things. Now, politically, as I've just suggested, it's going to be very difficult. There's a political reality uh, called the Republican base, called right-wing media, that are going to make it very difficult for the Republican Party to change. you know, and we can recall for your listeners, the uh, autopsy that the Republican National Committee did uh, after the 2012 election, uh, lost that election. And uh, the RNC said, you know, we've got to change. We've got to start reaching out to women, to young people, to minorities, uh, if we're going to compete over the long run. Uh, well, right-wing media wouldn't have it, uh, you know. And, and Coulter said that would wreck America if we embrace that vision of the party. And uh, the base isn't having it either. Uh, there's a lot of kind of sentiment in that party that makes it very hard for the party to change. But I do think the party needs to go back to its roots. It, uh, you know, if you think about, you know, on, on July 3rd, uh, Donald Trump at Mount Rushmore and uh, below the uh, you know, uh, this image of, of Abraham Lincoln. If you think about the things that Abraham Lincoln stood for, the Republican Party once stood for. It once stood for access to the ballot. Uh, you know, Lincoln was very determined uh, after, uh, you know, toward the end of the war that, you know, black Americans would have equal access to the ballot. And now we've got a Republican Party that engages in various forms of voter suppression, uh, trying to keep some of those voters from the polls. 
Another thing that that party stood for was respect for institutions. Uh, you know, in many ways, that was the foundation uh, for Lincoln's response to the secession uh, was that, you know, we have an institution here. We need to protect it. Uh, and I think uh, Republicans, to some degree, have lost sight of what was once a conservative principle, and that's uh, respecting and uh, protecting established institutions. And the third part uh, that was very much a basis for the Republican Party was this idea that we're all one. You know, uh, Lincoln's notion, uh, you know, a house divided cannot stand. Uh, it stood for unity. Uh, and today, unfortunately, the politics of division uh, is, I think, a defining principle of Republican Party politics. That's got to change, I think. If uh, it would be good for the party to do that, it would be good for the country if the party did that. But boy, it's a big job. I, I want to just underscore, for those who've not yet read the book, and I hope they will, is the Republican Party destroying itself, that th- this is not you propping up the Democratic Party. It's you saying, there's trouble ahead. And if the party does not return to its senses soon, it's going to get crushed. That's the way that I would sum it up. Hey, Tom, thank you so much. By the way, uh, Catholic uh, school uh, school education? Well, you're close. Uh, so um, I grew up Catholic, uh, but in a very heavily Lutheran town in Minnesota. So there was no Catholic school. And uh, so I'm not sure whether I actually have a Catholic or a Protestant upbringing. I where the I penmanship come from? The norms of both. So, uh, but thank you for asking. Well, where did the penmanship come from? Oh, I, I had a wonderful uh, set of teachers. I mean, like so many of us did uh, back in, uh, in, you know, when I was going to grade school. It was a time when uh, very talented women uh, didn't have very many job possibilities. One was was teaching, and right. uh, I had some wonderful. Uh, women who, who taught me pretty much through the grade school. I didn't have a male instructor till I got to middle school. And, uh, you know, and uh, they stressed handwriting and uh, proper use of the language and all of that. I mean, I, I owe them. Uh, I owe them so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and I enjoyed the book. Michael, thank you so much for inviting me. I appreciate Thomas- it. Patterson's book is titled, Is the Republican Party Destroying Itself and Why It Needs to Reclaim Its Conservative Ideals? He is the award-winning Bradley Professor of Government and the Press at Harvard University's Kennedy School of Government. By the way, there's a photograph of him on the book jacket, uh, having returned to Vietnam, where he served in the U.S. Army during the uh, the Vietnam uh, era. Hey, uh, pardon the shameless promotion, but there's a soundbite that if you watch my special tomorrow night on CNN, on it, I, and I, I didn't do this deliberately, Tom's been booked for 10 days. I never thought that, wow, he'll be a guest in the second hour when I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a weekend with my, my program. But on this exact subject, uh, I say in 30 seconds what I, I think needs to change. Our climate can't, won't improve until we do something about that. And in order for that to happen, more people need to change the channel. That, more than anything else, is what I wish I knew before I started talking. Can you imagine I'm going to say that on a cable channel? Change the channel. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Good thing you wait till the end. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. exactly. Um, one other thing, I, I said this to him, and I, I think it really makes a point. 
Congress, the Congress elected in 2010, turned out to be the first in history with no ideological overlap between members of the opposing parties. All the conservatives were in the Republican Party. All the liberals were in the Democratic Party. In Ronald Reagan's era, in the 80s, 60% of the House and Senate fell somewhere in the overlap. So that happened by 2010. And then the other reference that he made to, to 2010 in the book was, by 2010, the right-wing media system had changed markedly. Limbaugh and Fox's success had bred a host of imitators and competitors. There's causality between the two. Did I just invent a word? There's a causal relationship between the two. I know, I know, I know many of you are listening to this and you're saying, what, what, what's the deal with you and, and your guest? Republicans control the White House. Republicans control the U.S. Senate. Republicans control 26 gubernatorial mansions in the United States. The D's have 24. See if my math adds up on the next one. State legislatures, there are 29 that are controlled by the GOP, 19 controlled by the D's, and two are split. So where's the problem? But he looks forward and he said there is a, what were his words, demographic time bomb soon to explode that in general terms, the under 40s are all going Democratic. That the Republican base is much older and that there are diminishing, not only not only is that problematic just through attrition, but also the white evangelicals are lessening. And one area where they could have some growth is among Asians. But Asians are only 6% of society, so that's not going to be the, uh, the saver. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. <laughs> 